And then in 1995, I won the gold medal. And it wasn't about winning the gold medal. It was actually what the martial arts taught me. And I used a lot of those principles in, in business to never, never give up. You know, you got to get back up. You got to go out there and you got to chase your dream. All right, man, we are here on the first Halo Talks in New York City. I have the pleasure of having Tony Greco, the living legend from Ottawa, from the north. Tony has been in the industry for over 25 years, and I'm excited that Integrity Square is an investor in his company. Tony, welcome to the United States of America. Yeah, thank you. What a pleasure to be here, too. This is fantastic city. I'm super, super pumped and so energetic around here. You know, it's amazing. Got a great place here. Cool. Well, uh, we appreciate you coming and bringing your uh, team from Ottawa. Greco Fitness is uh, obviously going to be franchised in the U.S. probably sometime in later this year. Uh, focus on NHL hockey cities. But uh, before we get into the company, what I want to do is just find out how you got into the industry. Uh, originally, I want to have people understand that if they have got a good idea and they've got a concept that you know, they're, they're maybe Tony Greco 25 years ago. So tell me how this all began. Well, it all began, like my, my background is martial arts and I, I took it because uh, I just wanted to have a little bit more confidence and uh, learn self-defense. And then it evolved into fitness because uh, throughout the whole years of, of learning the martial arts, I really came to a conclusion that fitness is not just for the elite, it's for everyone, but it's the experience. And, and I took it to actually defend myself and beat up people because in school I mean now uh, we always just get picked on how, how old give me an age oh, I was like uh seven years old when I first wow. started the martial arts what, and it, what, what belt did you get up to I well I, I got my fifth degree black belt uh fifth fifth degree. degrees bro I'm colorblind so everything <laughs> looks like a black belt to me so 50 I, I I received my black belt in 1992 wow yeah so and did you have to um, go go down to the state center and to like declare yourself like a dangerous <laughs> weapon? Well, it's funny because everybody has this uh, this misconception that you know you got to register your thumbprint and right, all that right. that kind of stuff. But you know, it's amazing how if you ever do run into trouble, which is what martial arts doesn't teach you, it, because it teaches you self defense. You actually it actually calms you down. And it's amazing that even the police officers up in, in Canada, they actually know that you do have a black belt because uh, they have the background on you and there's going to be a status on their martial artist. So, um, but the experience through the, through the whole uh, journey of, of the martial arts, it, it taught me to actually be more calm. But it was the physical fitness that really attracted me because winning a gold medal for Canada in 1995, which was one of my highlights, I just learned that that high of working out and training, everybody should experience it. So you won a gold medal. Don't I want to talk gold about medal. that in 1995. Yeah, so in, in, 19, in 1992, I got my black belt. and then uh, Which was what degree? Uh, this is my point. first degree black belt. First degree. First degree. And then what happened was I started to compete on a national tournament. It's uh, actually NAS NASCA, which is National Amateur Sport Karate Association. So we were traveling all throughout the states, Kentucky, Ohio. Every month there was a certain tournament. And then um, I went to a tournament. I got my jaw broken. And what happened was uh, I had my jaw wired. Wow. So, I mean, I, I couldn't really see anything. My parents were happy because they didn't have to listen to me. Did you milkshakes for a <laughs> yeah, I had everything. In, every, everything was in a blender. Oh, and it was like, it, it's amazing. Like, I'd go to these restaurants and they'd show me my meal. And they'd be like, I'll be back in a minute. 
And then, and then they come back and it was like this smoothie in a, in a, in a plate. And I'd be like, and I'd be sucking this meal. So basically like the smoothie industry was started because Tony Greco had his (laughs) mouth wired shut back in the day. I'll I'll tell you, you know, my doctor said, look, be careful. Make sure you eat enough because you could lose up to 17 pounds in one month. Cause I mean, my jaw was literally wired shut. Wow. And it was like the side of my, my teeth that I was like be sucking out of the straw. So I was fortunate enough that I only lost five pounds. And I said, you know what? If anybody ever goes through this tragedy, please tell them to call me because I want to steer them through it. Do you think uh, based on, on that happening that you've been trying to speak more words a day because you feel like you were quieted for, for a month at a time, which Tony Greco, I mean, for Tony Greco to be quiet, you might as well be like a monk at that point. Like, how did that happen, bro? Well, I mean, it was, uh, you know, you know, you know, I actually tried to teach a martial arts class and I was like, and, and like, what do you do? I just, like, I was a guy that I couldn't really, you know, lie on the couch and watch TV for a month. I just had to do something. And I, in the last week before I got all the wire, you know, I was, I remember I was in the martial arts class and I was actually teaching it. And I'm like, okay guys, so you're going to learn up like this. Here I am with Tony Greco, (laughs) the martial art ventriloquist. But you know what? It was it was a great journey because martial arts taught me, like Mike Tyson says, you know, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Well, I actually got kicked in the face. Yeah. But it, it it taught me that you have to get back up. And I, at that time, people wanted me to stop. So and this I, was before the gold medal. This was medal. before the gold medal. Wow. Like, you know what? You got to stop doing this. And I mean, it was it was an accident. It was a spinning back kick right to the jaw. And uh, I said, no, I'm going to For our listeners, that's never happened to Petey Mo. <laughs> yes, Petey Mo. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I said, I got to get back up. And I did. And then in 1995, I won the gold medal. And it wasn't about winning the gold medal. It was actually what the martial arts taught me. And I used a lot of those principles in, in business to never, never give up. You know, you got to get back up. You got to go out there and you got to chase your dream. I mean, one of the things that always intrigued me about martial arts is, is actually when you call yourself a martial artist it, it, you're not a wrestler you're not a boxer like it's an art and, and you know to explain to our listeners that you know a lot of things about fitness a lot of things about training it's about the technique it's about the methodology it's not about the sweat it, it's about how you do it totally and you know it, it and you're, you're totally right on that and now because i mean i started when i was seven you don't really know this stuff you just look up to mentors and senseis which are your teachers and and you want to get your belt and see the progression. But what you really are absorbing is, you know, the directional change that's say in a form, uh, how you apply that to your everyday world, uh, your physical fitness when you're doing the push-ups and the burpees. I mean, now that yoga has been around, but I mean, martial arts, you look at like a wide stance with a low block, it's very similar to a warrior pose. Mm-hmm. And you're able to walk into a room and absorb who's where, what's who, what's what, uh, where am I? That is an art. And, and that's what I really admire, plus the self-confidence in every, in every one of you. And I think each and every one of us has that UC that's planted in us, but sometimes we don't utilize it properly. It's like it's in you. So you're either going to grow it or, you know, it's going to die. But you have it. You have it in you. So you get the martial arts gold medal. Obviously, you're not interviewing for a job at, um, you know, the <laughs> National Bank of Canada. That's right. Uh, so what was the next step for so the next, Tony Correct? So the next, <laughs> the next step was to open up a martial arts school and share that progress with others. So I did. And then uh, what happened was I taught a lot of kids, a lot of adults. I promoted over 2,500 uh, black belts. And then what happened was I realized that winning isn't everything, but wanting to win is. So I started to compete. But really, people were like, 
okay, great. He won a trophy, he won a medal, but what can he do for me? Because I, I, everybody was there for fee, the feel and how they felt and the weight loss and stuff. So then I said, you know what? I'm going to actually do something that is very appealing to people. I'm going to make them feel good. I'm going to open up a fitness school. So we transitioned into fitness. And then I started to get, uh, I started to attract a lot of athletes, a lot of hockey players. Uh, we're liking this workout. We started off with four station. It was more like a circuit style uh, workout. And then what happened was we made people accountable. We taught them how to eat, when to eat. They started to see results. They started to love this. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to make this my life. I'm going to share this progress so everybody can have this whole and, halo feeling. And give me, give me the year. When did this happen? This was in 97. 1997. So just as an aside, it's 2017 right now. So that's exactly 20 years ago. So you basically were doing boutique fitness and programming and member communication and, and, you know, people feeling like they're part of a community 20 years ago. Do you, are you finally at a point where like, guys, I've been doing this for 20 years. This isn't really new. Okay. I fucking nailed this a long time ago. And now here we are. You're so, so what right. do you mean? Like, how do you feel? Man? Well, like, it's, you know, validation it's, maybe yeah. like, what do you think? Yeah. It's like, look, we were way ahead of our time. I mean, you walk into these boutique training places and everybody gets uh, impressive and it's like, wow. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, everybody's doing this fitness stuff. It's like, guys, I've been doing this 20 years. This isn't rocket science. It's specialized boutique style training methods in a group atmosphere. So we, we, did, we did this and like, it's, it's very rewarding. It's flattering that people are actually now getting into this stuff. And like I said, a lot of these athletes were being attracted back then. And back then we only had four stations. They were a minute each. Then we slowly transitioned into eight stations, 45 seconds. And we do that three times. But the unique thing was every day was a, a different workout. So you didn't have to think about it because people were, you know, they're at, they're at work. And, and the last thing they want to do is to come in and go to a gym and, you know, try to push, turn on a machine and figure out how the thing works. And it's like, you know, just give it to me. And that's what we did. It was like personalized fitness in a group atmosphere. And you're talking 20 years ago. Right. So you had a lot, you got a lot of athletes, a lot of uh, NHL guys who basically have credited their career longevity to Tony Greco or the Greco method um, or just, you know, the DNA of everything that you've taught in those classes. And obviously the life cycle of, a, uh, of an NHL player, given the speed, the, the strength. I mean, when I was growing up back in Long Island, it used to be, um, you know, Clark Gillies and Pat LaFontaine. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably 5'10". LaFontaine was no more than, if he's listening, I'm sorry, but he was no more than 5'10", 150. Okay, so now you got a 6'5 defender and you're not playing until you're 37 years old anymore. So, you know, talk about, you know, what the program's done and how athletes such as NHL players, you know, they've got obviously a job to do. But, you know, if I'm a 30, 40 year old guy and I, and I can do these workouts, how much, you know, I'm going to be able to hold my kid, you know, when the kid's 40 pounds and not when he's only like seven pounds. Yes. And you know, I look like one of my clients is Claude Giroux from the Philadelphia Flyers. He's not a big guy. He's 5'11", 175 pounds. And he goes into the boards with a guy like Sedano Chera, who, like you said, who's yeah. like 6'3", 220. Um, goodbye. But here's, here's how the program really benefited him is that we do a lot of off-balance stuff. For instance, we'll, there'll be a station where you're doing a, a single leg squat on a BOSU ball. Now, what that does is that's going to work all these little funny muscles around the knee joint that what happens is in a situation where he's put into the corner and he has to kind of turn real quickly, well, those muscles are used to that rotation. So it. it's amazing how 
you start to train movement in some of these circuits and how these guys increase their longevities to prevent injuries and also, uh, you know, stress their energy system. So one of the things that we do is we skip, uh, this is most, uh, mostly for the athlete where uh, we skip for active recovery. Most people are like, what do you mean? You got, I'm resting. I just did like 45 seconds of uh, skater's lunge. Well, no, now you're going to start to skip. So what you're doing is you're stressing that energy system. So as an athlete, you're able to take in less oxygen and more output. To so, explain what the skipping means. So the skipping, skip so, so the skipping really works on your, what we call your VO2 max, the, the amount of oxygen that you take in. So when you're, when you're skating and you're on the ice and it's like, go, 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 go. And then you're off the ice right. uh, for 15 seconds, you're back on. It's called anaerobic muscle endurance. Gotcha. So what the coach does, he says, wow, I could put a guy like Giroux on the ice and get him off for like 10 seconds, get him back on, and he's fully recovered to get the maximum so, output. So you shorten the new recovery time for that muscle, which is then shorten the recovery time of your ability to get back on the, on the ice. So you're, you're expanding the amount of minutes you can get on it. Got it. Exactly. And, look at, and if you look at him, I mean, I'm just talking about him because he's my client, but this guy plays like 21, 22 minutes a game. That's a lot of time. Most defensemen do that, but that's a lot of ice time. And, and his injury prevention has been great. I mean, he just won to name a few. And then, you know, you have guys like Mike Fisher, who plays for Nashville Predator and his lovely wife, which I had the pleasure of doing a lot of training with. And um, here's a guy that now is still playing and with his kind of a playing style and, and it's like a grinder and kind of, I mean, he's not the, the, the massive goal scorer, but he's an all around player. He will hit, he will score. He's now the captain. That all has to do with his work ethics. And during the course of those workouts, it's stuff like compound exercising, uh, you know, moving from one transition to the other, very similar to like a shift. It's never going to be the same shift. So this trains the body to be able to absorb these kind of movements, this kind of energy system that's output. So, um, you know, obviously you got 20 years worth of data. You got 20 years worth of relationships. You've got people saying this is, you know, what made me what I am. You know, it's like basically the CrossFit of the, of the professional athlete is kind of how I think about it. Um, where do we take it out from Ottawa? Like, why isn't everybody in Canada on the Greco method and how long you think it's going to take for us to get there? Well, you know what? I think the next, within the next three to five years, because uh, right now there's, there's a big boom in fitness. And I find that a lot of, the, a lot of people are, are putting time because they think that fitness is, a, is the next thing. And it is. It, it's part of the lifestyle. But the reality is you have to put in the time. And I find people rush into things. I mean, people are making up all these different uh, gadgets and different circuit-style training. And they're like, oh, you should try this. You should try this. But it's all on hype. You have to have a system. And a system that you've put in the time, it's proven, you've had celebrities do it, you've had average people, you lose a tremendous amount of weight. So three to five years, uh, definitely see it across Canada and across the States. That's great. So, um, you know, if somebody else is coming into the industry right now, maybe as a potential employee at Greco, um, you know, you look for people that are passionate and train at Greco, you look for people that you know, maybe have some skill set that you'd say, hey, we don't have that on our team right now. How do you think about adding more people, you know, to the to the Greco family or even franchisees who, you know, might have a might be a hockey owner of an NHL or AHL team. Maybe it's an athlete that you train. It's like, look, I can I can be the brand ambassador. How do you think about given that your name's on the door? You know, every franchise is as good as Tony Greco. That's I mean, right. it's not you know, some boot camp that you could say, hey, look, if somebody buys a boot camp and it doesn't go well, you know, we tried. We gave it a honest try, but you got your name on the door. It's a big deal. Yeah, and it is. And that's why, I mean, recruiting new people, I think 
people have to be patient uh, because they just want it so quick. I mean, you look at even people that are entrepreneurs right now, and it's like they want to get into this work phase and they want it tomorrow, but it's like, whoa, relax. And you know what? You're not going to get it that easy. I don't care who you are. I mean, unless you win gazillions of dollars and take a gamble, but you have to be patient. You got to take your time. You got to learn. And you can learn from people like us that have actually done this system. And if you're passionate enough to grow with us and be patient, then the results are there. Um, so, I mean, all I can tell people is if this is something that you love to do and it interests you, then do the right thing and just work your your f off <laughs> you know i mean that's and, and we're here to help you yeah so uh tony thanks for coming down we're yes. gonna do a big event tonight i'm excited about it there'll be a video on the uh, halo talks uh podcast link with our uh, boy mike pescus he'll be to see tony in person he and i are gonna go do a 20 push-up competition <laughs> right now probably gonna win but you can check back later and i'll tell you what happened i've seen you in action you're pretty good my my bet's on you thanks a lot because you bro. never never give up that's what i, I like about that. you. that i appreciate that <laughs> So experience is what you get when you don't get what you want. Tony's got a lot of good experience, but his success is profound. His success is lasting, and there's a lot of people who attest their longevity to him. So I appreciate everything you've done for athletes, for people in the community, and I hope that we can work with you and make this cross Canada, cross the U.S., and make your name a household name. Absolutely, and that's my goal is to just share the whole progress and have a, a healthier community and uh, help people live lean, live fit, and live well. Halo. Halo. Or no. Give me gun. a rap. Give me a rap. I'm going Halo <laughs> with my boy, Tony Greco <laughs> from Ottawa. <laughs> Night. Love it.